want to talk today about the relationship between uh, the club programs and collegiate volleyball. I think the the recruiting through the club system in collegiate volleyball is the lifeblood for virtually all the college programs, and it's also the lifeblood for the club programs. I think having a great relationship between those two entities is is so important. And one of the things that it seems that we're heading down a path where uh, there's going to be conflict arising in the future based on um, just decisions that have been made the last couple of years that may not be in the best interest of all the parties together. And I think one of the things that's very important is that uh, collegiate coaches and club programs, it's important that they work together. It, it's not There's not a win-lose or a lose-win. It needs to be a win-win on both sides because these two entities have to work hand-in-hand all the way along. And I think there's two issues right now um, that I see that are going to be problems down the road. They're going to continue to be problems. And I, I'm asking the college coaches to look at it from the club director's point of view and maybe step back and uh, look at how they would act in a situation if they were if they were trading places with the club directors. And uh, the first one, which I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, but uh, I want to uh, touch on is uh, players leaving early to go to college. And um, I realize I realize all the arguments that are made for it. I realize it's always about the decision made by the player. Uh, and I know I know the talking points and the standard line that's taken by all the college coaches. But uh, I'd like to I'd like for coaches to think a little bit about uh, the big picture as well. I think one of the things that we have to look at is there's really no hard data. Uh, for players who leave early, um, you know, it, it really doesn't. There's no data that shows that players who leave early end up being much better college players. They become All-Americans at a higher level. They make the national teams at a higher level. They play pro volleyball at a higher level. Uh, you know, the, the, the player of the year the last two years, Catherine Plummer, you know, she actually played two junior national championships her senior year. She didn't go to Stanford early. Um I think if you look back at the last 10 years, all the players of the year, uh, you're going to see, you know, a lot of those players played in their senior year in club and played in their national championships at the end of their senior year and went on and had great college careers. So uh, I think the data doesn't bear out that uh, the players have a, a distinct advantage if they go early. I mean, I know that that's what everybody said. I know that's what football says, but I think football is completely different than volleyball, and that's a whole that's a that's a podcast for another day. Uh, I think one of the things that I would also ask college coaches to look at is what is it what is what does a club look like that loses its best seniors? I mean, how do you develop your tradition? How do you develop your culture uh, without strong senior leadership? And I think one of the things that it, it's hard to describe. Uh, from being in the club business for a long time, you know, what happens when you lose your best players, players that have put a lot of years in your program, you know, they, they're the role models that all your younger kids look up to. And, uh, you know, they, they're gone. And I realize that it's a business on both sides. I realize that, uh, um, you know, distinctly. But I think one of the things also we have to look at is we have to look at long term for the health of the sport, for the health of for clubs being healthy, for collegiate programs being healthy, uh, is the is the six months uh, of spring volleyball at the collegiate level, uh, is it does it do that much better or does it help that athlete so much more 
than maybe playing one more season of club volleyball. And I think one of the things that at least there should be some dialogue about this down the road. I know that every college coaches put their hands up in the air and go, it wasn't my choice. It was a player's choice. I also know that that's not always true. I also know that college coaches pressure kids to come. So, and I'm not trying to pick a side. I don't think it's right or wrong on either side, but I think it's worth a conversation that it's, it's a conversation that we need to think about having. So, uh, and I also wonder how college coaches would react. And I'm pretty sure I know how they would react, but you know, what if Karch Karai said to all the seniors at the collegiate level every year was you need to be in uh, Anaheim uh, in September of your senior year. If you want to play on the USA national team, you need to come out early. We need to introduce you to the techniques of the USA national team. We need to get you introduced to our culture, our traditions, things like that. Uh, or if professional leagues around the world literally came out and started recruiting kids when they were junior in, in college and said, listen, we want you to graduate from college early. We want you to come abroad. We want you to play professionally. Uh, we can pay you money. You can make good money. Um, you know, and, and that would be one of the avenues that players would have to leave colleges early. I think if the shoe was on the other foot, the, the collegiate coaches would have issues with that. And because they would feel like kids that they had worked really hard with for two or three or four years to get their program um, to a certain level – you know, were no longer available when those players were going to be at the top of their game and also help the program be most successful. So I think it might be a conversation worth having. Um, I don't know what the end of it, end result's going to be. I know people say, well, it's kind of a unique situation, but I also know that more and more it's happening. And uh, from a club director's point of view, it's difficult uh, to lose kids. I mean, you're losing uh, part of your program, losing part of your history, part of your culture, part of your tradition. And uh, a lot of times it comes at the last minute. You don't know what's coming and you're, just, you're not ready for it. And I think that's one of the things that uh, at least uh, – because the two entities, the college coaches and the clubs, work so closely together, it's a conversation that probably needs to be had. Um, another area I want to address, which I think is is more pressing or has more issues to it, is the new recruiting window that was instituted a couple of years ago. And um, you know that window was uh, college Division One coaches now go out at President's Day. Uh, and they go out through the end of April, and then they come back out in June. But um, that's changed a lot from past years. And one of the things that um, you see now is you see a whole different scenario about the way clubs approach their seasons. Um, in the past, uh, you would have uh, tournaments over MLK. You would have tournaments over President's Day. You would have tournaments over Memorial Day weekend. Okay, it was much more spread out, and it gave college coaches a chance to get out and maybe see a lot more kids. And one of the things for years we heard from college coaches were that uh, players were burned out. They were playing too much. They were coming into college uh, damaged goods, had a lot of injuries. Uh, they were missing too much school, uh, losing a lot of their social life their senior year. I mean, that's what we were hearing from college coaches pretty much across the board, that, that, they, that kids were coming into college, uh, you know, just beat up from too much play. And I think one of the things that I'd like to ask everybody to do is to look back now at at that those statements and that concept and think about now what's happened with uh, the recruiting changes that have happened as far as the times uh, recruiting times in the recruiting window. I think it's important to look back and say, listen, everybody in the in the in the junior volleyball community, um, everything that they do is somehow related to showcasing talent and exposing players to as many collegiate coaches as possible. That's the reason that we continually send our players off to these huge convention centers to play on basically concrete floors for three days in hopes of attracting the attention of college coaches. 
it's hard to imagine a scenario that's more physically demanding to the body than than an athlete playing for three straight days on sport court, basically that sits on top of concrete. And I'd venture to say that most or all collegiate coaches would never allow their athletes to do that uh, 10, 15, 20 days a year. They just wouldn't let their athletes do that. They would know that it would be too damaging to them, and uh, they just wouldn't allow it. And I think one of the things college coaches have to know is we do this as club directors because of you. I mean, we send our athletes out to these tournaments for exposure. I mean, if it, if there was going to be no college coaches at any of these events, you know, these events would not be looking like they look right now. There probably would be a lot more match play. Uh, play would take place at different times of the year. It would look a lot different. But we do this for the basis of recruiting. And, you know, what college coaches did two years ago was they doubled down on what they said they thought the problem was. I mean, originally, uh, between MLK and Memorial Day, you have three three-day weekends where kids can get out and play major three-day tournaments, three three-day weekends. So, you know, you, normally kids have off school, uh, MLK weekend, they have school off President's Day weekend, they have school off Memorial Day weekend. So what the college coaches did was they, they took out MLK and they took out Memorial Day. And so we now have lost two of the three three-day weekends that are ideal for kids to travel and not miss too much school, we've lost those weekends now because of guidelines put in play by Division I coaches. Uh, you know, kids aren't going to go out and play in major tournaments consistently if college coaches aren't going to be present. So we've lost those. And so what happened was this, you know, the, the window of time that used to be from January to the end of May, with, I mean, there was some dead time in May, but there was, a, there was an extended window of time for clubs to play the number of events they played has now been reduced to 10 or 11 or 12 weeks. And so between President's Day and the end of April, all the tournaments that the kids played in before, all the tournaments that the clubs sent their teams to, those tournaments have all been compressed into that 10 to 12 or 11 to 12 week window of President's Day to the end of April. So now instead of playing a tournament MLK, playing a tournament President's Day, maybe playing a couple of tournaments in April, and then playing something Memorial Day weekend, now we've tried to compress all those tournaments into the time between President's Day and the end of April. So what has that done? It's more missed school. It's far more competition in a much shorter period of time on concrete floors. And it puts our athletes in a situation where it, they're more stressed and they're busier now than they've ever been because over that period of time, you're playing those 12 to 15 days on concrete and you're doing it primarily to put yourself in a position to be watched by college coaches. And so I think one of the things that, that I'm going to urge club directors and college coaches to do is to think about the safety of your athletes from a point of view is how much should you play in any given time. I mean, as a country right now, American volleyball players play more than anybody in the world. We play more matches a year than anybody in the world by far. We don't practice nearly as much as a lot of places, but we play way more volleyball. And a lot of that volleyball that's played is we try to do it for exposure for the players in our program so they can get recruited. And so we're doing it for college coaches. And so one of the things that, you know, I think that we have to think about and we have to look at and we have to talk about is, you know, is this a discussion that's worth having? Should the club, the club system, which is the lifeblood of college sports and college sports and volleyball especially is the lifeblood of the club system. I mean, we, we don't we don't walk. We have to walk hand in hand. We have to work together on this. But are we absolutely right now doing what's in the best interest of the student athlete? by forcing our players to play 
uh, a multitude of tournaments of, of competitive, you know, tournaments, multi-day tournaments on hard surfaces in a shorter period of time than, you know, we used to. And now instead of having, you know, competition spread out where it could be spread out over several months, now we've got it compressed into three months. We've got, we've taken it down. We've put it into mid-February to the end of April and we force these athletes to go, 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 uh, almost every weekend. I mean, you know, I know some of our teams here at Sports Performance, um, you know, they'll start playing at President's Day and they'll pretty much go almost every weekend. Uh, until they get into April. I mean, they'll play five, six weekends in a row. They're traveling. I mean, there's nothing worse than that schedule. It's a schedule that college coaches would never, ever put their teams through. And so I believe this is a discussion worth having. I don't think anybody's at fault. I think the idea that college coaches wanted more balance in their life, I think it's it's a well-intentioned thought. Um, but I'm not sure that it's was in the, it was it's not remotely in the best interest of our athletes at the club level. Uh, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a w- better way for long-term benefit for both. And, uh, you know, I think it's somewhere along the line, either, you know, AAU or JVA or USAV, somebody has to step up and talk about this issue. They have to talk about how we, what's the best way to to present our players to college coaches uh, on, a, on a regular, consistent basis. And then maybe now with COVID, it's going to be virtual. Maybe a lot of this will go to what football has gone to. Maybe we'll do a lot more virtual recruiting. Maybe there won't be a lot of as much in-person evaluation. I'm not sure what, what the new normal is going to be with COVID. I think we're not far enough uh, into it yet, much less past it. But I think one of the things that we have to look at is, as club directors and also as college coaches is how do we try to get together and how do we try to make this thing work better? And I don't think the answers that we're, we have right now are better. I don't think the recruiting window is better. Uh, it may be shorter for college coaches, but everybody's playing as much. They're missing more school. Uh, they're going to be more beat up than ever before because they're trying to cram all those events in that they used to play so they can get in front of the college coaches. I mean, the only reason they're doing it is for recruiting. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's doing it to be exposed to collegiate coaches. And so I think one of the things we look at is how do we, how do we, how do we make this, this, this group struggle between us. I mean, college coaches with recruiting and, and all the stuff they've got to do traveling and all their busy schedules and clubs with getting out to all these tournaments, you know, how do we, how do we manage it and how do we make it better? And so, um, you know, the purpose of this podcast is to throw uh, a little bit of salt in the wound and maybe fire some people up to get them thinking about, you know, is there a better way to do this? I mean, is there a better way, um, you know, to, to let our kids get exposed to college coaches, but not put them through these rigorous demanding schedules. Because if you've ever played on sport court that sits on concrete for multiple weekends in a row, I mean, you're dead. You're dead. You're sore. You're hurt. You're beat up. Uh, it's, there's nothing good about it. I mean, it, it may expose you to uh, college coaches. If you're a player, it may expose you to college coaches short term. But the damage that's going to happen to you long term is going to be, you know, it, it's it's a reason football teams don't scrimmage very much. It, it, it's, there's a reason you don't hit very much. It's just tough on your body. And so, you know, I'd like people to think about college coaches and, and club directors. Think about how do we have this conversation? How do we how do we get together? Maybe it's a topic at the ABCA convention. You know, maybe some leadership at some point will say, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Let's find the best way to do this. And let's put let's put things in place that make it work. Maybe maybe we need tighter restrictions so we don't depend on these big tournaments to go to. We depend more virtual. We, d- we do more stuff with video. I mean, maybe. There may be a lot of different ways to look at it, but right now I think the way we want to look at it is how do we get this dialogue going? How do we get the conversation started? 
and how do we get people thinking about how how we can get our kids recruited as, as club directors and club coaches and, and club parents so the parents know that they their kids are going to get recruited without having to jump through all these hoops and basically spend all this money for travel all the time. Uh, but most importantly, it's just the damage done that when you play. I mean, we're not playing on floating wood floors with soft surfaces. You know, we're playing on concrete. I mean, you put a hard piece of plastic on top of concrete, you still have concrete. There's, there's no, you know, there's nothing, there's no other way around that. So I think it's one of the things we need to look at. But um, I thought this topic was very important. It's worth having conversation about. I know a lot of the people who belong to best volleyball videos uh, have ties to clubs. And I know you talk to college coaches a lot. And I think this is the dialogue we need to talk about. So uh, today was the day. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you soon.